Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen to the Dodo's new podcast, An Animal Saved My Life, for heroic stories like a pit bull who put herself between her mom and an oncoming train. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts. Don't take our word for it. Listen to An Animal Saved My Life on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah! Happy 54th to the 10th and youngest of the Jackson clan, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, Janet, born on this day in 1966 in Gary, Indiana, and still strutting her stuff, baby. You know, if not for her right nipple on TV, we wouldn't have faced all those impossibly huge FCC fines. One wardrobe malfunction, and that's all it took. Michael's little sister, here she is. just turned 90 about a week ago and her uh, brother Jackie just turned 69 on the same day today though Janet Jackson's 54 it is Saturday May 16 2020 before we look at a look back at significant events and people tied to this particular date in history including but not limited to these Marie Marie Antoinette at the tender age of 14 married the future King of France, 1770. The nuptials were beautiful. This date in 1868, the U.S. Senate impeachment trial of President Andrew Johnson. 35 out of the 54 senators voted to find him guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors over his attempted dismissal of a secretary of war, falling one vote short of the two-thirds majority needed to convict. So, close, but no cigar. Joan of Arc canonized by Pope Benedict the 15th, the state in 1920. First federal food stamp program began in Rochester, New York, the state in 1939. Another step down the slippery slope to socialism. 1943, the nearly month-long Warsaw Ghetto Uprising came to an end. German forces crushing the Jewish resistance blew up the Great Synagogue. Again, May 16th, 1943. China launched what they called the Cultural Revolution, a radical and deadly reform movement aims to purging the country of counter-revolutionaries. They murdered millions. The year was 1966. This is the date Andy Kaufman died at the age of 35, only 35, 1984. Tortured brilliance, Andy Kaufman. 
This is the day that uh, Sammy Davis Jr. died in L.A. at the age of 64, 1990, 30 years ago today. And Jim Henson, dead on this day in 1990, at the age of just 53. Folks celebrating birthdays today, Lowell Weicker, former U.S. Senator, Connecticut Governor, 89. Former Director of National Intelligence, Dan Coates, 77. Uh, Danny Trejo is 76 today, the actor. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, 67. Deborah Winger is 65. Olga Corbett, gold medal winning Olympic gymnast, 64 today. Mayor Winningham is 61. Boyd Tinsley, who happens to be in the Dave Matthews Band, 56 today. Chris Novelisk is uh, 55, rock musician. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Ralph Tresvant from New Edition turns 52. The actor David uh, Boreanis is uh, 51. Tucker Carlson turns 51. Happy birthday, Tucker Carlson. Gabrielle Sabatini, a tennis Hall of Famer, 50. Country singer Rick Trevino, 49. Musician Simon Katz, also 49. Rapper Special Ed. 48. Tori Spelling is 47 today. Singer-rapper B-Slade, formerly known as Tonex, is 45. You be rocking some B-Slade, Austin, ever? No? Okay. Uh, actress Megan Fox, 34 today. That's plenty. Uh, we've got your forecast just ahead. It's, uh, it's a little wet, to say the least, as we get you going on the Saturday morning edition on 700 WLW. We get it. You've been cooped up in your home, and now that the weather's getting nicer, you can't wait to get out and get your steps in. So go ahead, get some air. Just don't forget to bring the big one along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to 700 WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. Showers on and off through the rest of the day and this evening, mostly cloudy and a high of 78. Isolated showers overnight and 63 for the low. Scattered showers and thunderstorms on Sunday at 81, and... Showers likely again to start the week on Monday with a high then of 68. It is 62 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Yo! 544 on a Saturday morning. Here's some of what's passing for news around the country, around the world, around the tri-state. Democrats, led by Nancy Pelosi, powering through a massive $3 trillion coronavirus response bill through the House over Republican Opposition, surprise, surprise, 1,815 pages aimed, they say, at propping up a U.S. economy and free fall in the health care system, overwhelmed by a pandemic that's still ravaging the country, uh, dead on arrival in the Senate. And President Trump has vowed to veto this bill. We'll go through the reasons why a little bit later on. Reopening of restaurants, stores, factories worldwide, coming with a warning, don't overdo it. Public health experts urging caution as people begin returning to cafes and beaches in some countries and many governments rolling out measures to revive their economies that have been dormant now for months. <clears throat> President Trump has fired the State Department's Inspector General, an Obama administration appointee whose office was critical of alleged political bias in the agency's management. And a senior department official says the president removed Steve Linick from his post yesterday giving no reason for his removal. Of course, if you serve at the pleasure of the President of the United States, no reason is needed. Factual. President Trump's emergency powers 
Worrying some senators and legal experts, dozens of authorities have become available to any president during national emergencies. They're rarely used, but uh, according to the AP story, again, rooting verbatim for what is supposed to be an objective news service. But the president last month stunned legal experts and others when he mistakenly claimed that he had total authority over governors and easing COVID-19 guidelines. More on that as we continue to. There was a method to the madness. But this is this is supposedly the news. I'll give you my opinion later. And the U.S. government imposing new restrictions on Chinese tech giant uh, Huawei by limiting its ability to use American technology to produce semiconductors overseas. Yesterday was the day in Ohio. Restaurants began carefully reopening outdoor patios. The next step towards resuming normal business operations under Mike DeWine's state reopening plan. The governor has said that 90% of the state's economy will be back online this weekend with Ohioans having returned to offices, factories, construction jobs, and retail stores. Now outdoor eating next Thursday, dine-in restaurants with new restrictions will be allowed to reopen in the state of Ohio. Kentucky is going to wait a while. From Union Township, a man armed with a knife shot and killed during a confrontation with police Authorities say the shooting in Union Township occurred shortly after 10.30 Thursday night when officers responded to reports on a disturbance in the Claremont County community. An officer encountered 49-year-old Robert Tincher, who authorities say approached the officer and ignored repeated commands to put the knife down. The officer fired at least one shot, striking him, taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead just a short while later. The officer thankfully not injured. And for Middletown, authorities say dispute over $10, 10 bucks, sparked a brawl at a home this week that ended up with one man fatally shooting another. Demir Hamid Scott turned himself in Wednesday, facing murder charges and the death of John Booker. The shooting occurred at that home in Middletown where Scott's father and Booker's mother live. The Dayton Daily News reporting Scott went to the home Monday and dropped off $30 for his younger brother. When Booker arrived uh, there later that day, he took 10 bucks from the cash and refused to put it back. He paid with his life. And a Cleveland man sentenced to die for killing 11 women and hiding their remains in and around his home has lost his latest attempt to overturn his conviction and death sentence. In the ruling issued this past week, a three-judge panel with the 8th District Court of Appeals unanimously held that Anthony Sowell failed to present enough evidence that he did not receive a fair trial. So try, try again. If at first or second or third you don't succeed. Governor Andy Bashir in Kentucky says state parks will start reopening soon. The latest step in the Commonwealth, these restrictions amid the coronavirus outbreak, Bashir speaking yesterday, saying that the parks will reopen June 1st in an effort to revive tourism revenue in the bluegrass. And Louisville officials have asked the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI to review an internal city police investigation of the killing of a black woman by officers who were raiding her home. The mayor in Louisville, Greg Fisher, and police chief Steve Conrad announced their request in a Facebook town hall meeting this past week. And Kentucky's chief justice says the state's court system will impose a statewide hiring freeze and suspend out-of-state travel by those workers. The chief justice, John D. Minton Jr., says the action needed to reduce expenses as COVID-19 drives down state revenues. 
He also said that the cost-cutting is aimed at mitigating possible furloughs and layoffs in the future. Trying to save up when so much has been lost already. And in the Hoosier State, lawyers for Indiana's Attorney General arguing he has the legal right to remain in office even while serving his 30-day suspension of his law license for groping four women at a party. The arguments filed yesterday with the state Supreme Court come after the Republican Governor Eric Holcomb asked the justices whether uh, the Attorney General, Curtis Hill, loses his elected position as state's government's top lawyer when his law license suspension takes effect on Monday. Interesting stuff to ponder all. And we shall. We've got until 9 o'clock together. I I have some disheartening news. I have something that's uh, really bothering me. Dick is nowhere to be found. It's true. Sadly, I can't find my dick. I, he may have overslept. It's happened occasionally in the past. He's not a paid employee, so I mean, really, I can't expect him to be there, but he's always there. Every Saturday morning. Maybe he's on hold for Ron Wilson already? Well, Ron's not making him sing. I'm making him sing. Maybe that's maybe he's uh, getting uh, phone shy. But for whatever reason, usually Dick is hanging on the line right now. Dick is not hanging. Hmm. Interesting. 513-749-7000. One, what? What the heck? On 1-800-843-2441 right now, the aforementioned Dick is back. And now that I've found my Dick, we'll talk to him next. We have all been feeling a bit uncertain lately with a lot on our minds, especially business owners. How do you let people know you are open and ready for business? iHeartMedia, that's how. Visit iHeartMedia.com and let us build the right business strategy for you. Just go to www.iHeartMedia.com. We are here with you and for you. Afternoon and evening hours, which will provide an opportunity for the tri-state to see some scattered showers and storms. Tonight, though, will be very mild and in the low 60s. From a severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning Meteorologist. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Austin Winfield, News Radio 700. WLW. If you've tuned in any of the past 23 plus years to this program, 
which I have hosted for that uh, period of time, you know that we've gone through a lot of producers. And it's not that I'm rough on producers or that they hate me. They just decide it's not worth getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning or they get promoted to a better time slot than Saturday. I don't know what could be better than Saturday mornings with Gary Jeff Walker, but I digress. Um, The point in this being it's hard to find a good producer, and I have one again for how long nobody knows. Austin Elmore is his name, and he's usually with us on Saturday mornings running things behind the scenes, the man behind the curtain, so to speak. And the reason he's a good producer, when I thought that I had uh, lost my dick, he said, I'll help you find your dick anytime, pal. I said, thanks. Good good guy will do that. Good morning, Dick. Well, good morning, Gary Jeff. How are you? Good. I was kind of worried that you weren't on the line, you know, by the time I started doing the news headlines. And uh, is everything okay? Yeah, it just got got nuts at lows again. It oh. started all over again this week. Oh, yeah. It's a, oh, it's yeah. Just, it's just going to get worse, Dick. I know it is. I know it is. It's just, uh, you know, it's just uh, I've never seen it like this. We've uh, even uh, our uh, human resources is going to have to hire two. Uh, she's doing a hiring. Thing, well, that's amazing because right? people all over the place are firing people, or the jobs aren't there anymore. And and you guys at Lowe's and Beaver Creek have just been kicking butt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you what, what are you going to sing? Uh, what am I going to sing? I got a su- uh, I got a suggestion. It's something you sang before, real quick. We don't have much time, but you ready? It takes a worry. Yeah, that's man. it. It takes the worried song. It takes a worried man. To sing a worried song. That's right. Takes a worried man to sing a worried song. I'm worried now, and I won't be worried long. Congratulations. That's awesome. You you read my mind. You've got like ESPN, too. Yeah. Yeah. Dick, thank you so much. It's great to hear your voice, brother, and uh, say goodnight, Dick. Good night, Gary, Jeff. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So long. Happy trails. Happy trails. Get off my phone. 700 WLW. Into the first official hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, May 16th, 2020. Gary Jeff Walker at your service once again. Pleased as punch to be here, just like always. I always describe this show as that comfortable pair of jeans that you've had for 25, 30 years for some reason. They've survived. I mean little threadbare in the knees, faded, but they're so comfortable. And you slip them on, it's like it's like reacquainting with an old friend. And I get to do it every week with you. So thank you very much for watching me put on my jeans. And now on the telephone line, one Dave from Harrison. Good morning, Dave. Hey, good morning, Gary Jeff. How are we doing? Doing fantastic. How are you, sir? Good, good, good. It's also been described as maybe a fee on steroids. What? But- your show. It's been described as what? Mayberry RFD on steroids. Why couldn't it be Andy Griffith? I'd rather it be I Andy Griffith. I'd, Mayberry RFD never really, that wasn't a very good uh, spinoff, really. True. Uh, I mean, if there's no whistling and there's no Opie Cunningham, I don't, I'm not interested. So you couldn't find your dick, and now you got your jeans on, but Jerry Jeff. Um, what are you talking about? I never heard a conversation between Tano and the Lone Ranger this past week. 
Um, really, I, I thought they were. I thought they were both dead. But please tell me. Well, uh, Tano Tano says to uh, Kimosabi. He said, Kimosabi, congratulations! You you uh, you set brand new fad and worldwide phenomenon. And he says, Lone Ranger says, do tell Tonto, my Indian friend. And Tonto says, yes, Kimosabi. He says, not long ago, you you only masked man. He says, now everybody masked man. And 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 uh, and um, and everybody and their brother wear masks. And um, uh-huh. Lone Ranger says, yes, Tonto, but. I noticed you don't wear a mask. Why? How come? And Thomas says, oh, well, uh, Indian maiden ladies um, and Buffalo don't want don't want me to wear a mask because of pretty face. Um, Dave? Yes? Where, where did you think you were going with that? Because wherever uh, you went was straight off a cliff into nowhere I land. I know. And the poor Take people care, tuning in are like lemons. Lemmings just following you right up the cliff to their deaths. Don't ever do that again. Okay. No more conversations between Lone Ranger and Tano, because number one, Tano doesn't talk like that. Him not? Dave, is there, is there anything else? Uh, when the pools open up, do you suppose they're going to be safe for diving? Why would they not be safe for diving? It, it deep it depends deep it depends it it depends Dave are you done yet unless you want to know what the people that are friends that like math are called I don't thank you goodbye 10 minutes past the hour 700 WLW it's held every spring in the village of Yaba in the Republic of the Congo Sikuya Kupanda, or in English, Slapping Day. On this day, the young women of Yaba slap the face of the young eligible Yaba men, letting them know they'd like to start a courtship. If the man accepts, he will take the woman to the Kufunga Nyumba, in English, the dating hut, where they'll sit and listen to Bill Cunningham's show. Bill Cunningham, feel the romance. Monday at 12 noon on 700 WLW. This evening, a high this afternoon up to 78. Isolated showers overnight, low 63. Scattered showers, thunderstorms again on Sunday. High 81 and mostly cloudy and showers likely back to work on Monday if you're lucky enough to go back to work. And a high in the upper 60s. It's 62. 700 WLW. Life can be unpredictable. That's never been more true than it is now. But you don't have to worry. With attorneys who understand life's difficult trials, Epley Legal Group is there for you. They can help with divorce, custody, child support, Ohio workers' compensation, DUIs, criminal charges, wills, and more. Epley Legal Group is your one-stop legal shop. Call Epley Legal Group today to schedule a free consultation. 513-621-MARK. That's 513-621-6275. It's about 614 on a Saturday morning together and 700 WLW. 513-749-7000. Men without hats. Ugh. I have many fond memories of the early MTV era. That's not one of them. 
just for future reference. Grant Knowles requested this. He's the same dirty name that used to put in Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart as bumper music, which I hate. I walked out on him one morning because he played it as bumper music. I walked out of the studio. I didn't come back. I left Mike Allen sitting here. What the hell do I do now? Don't ever play. Don't ever play Total Eclipse of the Heart. I'm warning you, Austin. You will finish doing the show back then. Maybe that's your goal. Is maybe it is. I don't know. Doing the show by yourself, but uh, you may be stuck with it. If you ever, if, if you spring that on me, you and I will have more than words. There'll be fisticuffs. I'll get somebody in here to to punch you because I won't do it. Smarter than that. Old Radio Rick, how are you doing? Well, clearly you're on the fence about the whole total eclipse of the heart thing, but if you yeah, I haven't, I haven't made up, you know. I haven't made up my mind yet about that lovely piece of crap. <laughs> the sad thing, uh, I remember. Turn around, was, bright eyes. <laughs> I remember waking up when the alarm got off, and there's nothing that gets you out of bed faster than slapping the the snooze button on the radio. I know, <laughs> at least not in my case. Well. So, good morning, sir. You are coming in 5x5 five five on a good. 1972 Sony portable AM-FM shortwave longwave 13-band 22-resistor radio that uh, a terrestrial listener in Maryland, who unfortunately, since I've had this radio as long as I've had it, I don't know how he's listening to you right now, but um, nonetheless, he bought it in Europe brand new years ago. Oh, wow. It's 72. Yeah, it's one of those uh, transistor versions of those boat anchors that we love with the flip tops and the mats yeah, and the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this one also has the map, although it looks more like a sticker you took off a cereal box, and it also has. Well, a, you're uh, picking us up, which is the important thing, Rick. But does it pick up? You said thirteen bands. Does it pick up anything on the shortwave? Oh yes, uh, very very well. It's got a five foot tall whip antenna, so you have to kind of put it on the floor to get the antenna to go up high enough to actually receive. But no, she's she's a beauty. Um, it's got. I think it has a toaster option. I'm not sure. It's got everything on it. Good and uh, good. but no, it's a it's a it's a beauty. And honestly, it just. It needed some some cleanup because it's older, and uh, some of the, the switches they used on it were kind of cheap. But it's um. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit outside of my, I think you would say, bailiwick, but I'm thinking leisure domain. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know what? It, it's still a radio. You're old radio, Rick. It's an old radio. Yeah, you yes, got it, it. You got it, man. You got it. I just wanted to say leisure domain on the radio. <laughs> now twice. <laughs> okay, don't don't make me start treating you like Dave from Harrison. <laughs> that that can happen. I'm so close. <laughs> oh, man, thank you very much, Ricky. Uh, everything going well? Yeah, everyone's still safe and healthy, and uh, just waiting for the uh, the floodgates to open so I can. We may have to uh, take a convoy to uh, the tri-state to deliver everything back once we're allowed to. Well, let me see if you want one of these. If I get this done, I'm I'm working on it right now, and I'm having T-shirts printed up that say on the front they say, "If you see me wearing a mask in public," on the back it says, "Call the police." <laughs> Put me down for for a few. All right, all right. Thank you. Take care. Uh, let's go to Tim. Tim, good morning. You're on 700 WLW with Gary Jeff. What's up, Tim? Oh, good morning, Gary Jeff. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You? Good, good. 
I'm doing pretty good. I'm just heading into work right yeah. now, seeing I'm an essential worker. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <clears throat> I make soap, so you can just imagine why we're considered essential, huh? I, I, I could smell why it's essential most of the time. <laughs> I'm just kind of a quick uh, question. Did uh, anybody do anything about the situation with Lynette? With the little uh, you know what bag, she. Uh, uh, you, you remember that she begged me not to do so. I never called, and I don't know if anybody else did, but we haven't heard from her. So I, that was that was the big thing. Was like I wanted to give somebody a piece of my mind, a piece of my mind, but I didn't want any retribution to come against her. You know, because we spoke out against her. What? Yeah, and the sad part is that you know if they're doing it with her, they're probably doing it with other people too. She's probably not singled out. She's probably one of many people that are treated that way, and that's just a crying shame. It is a crying shame. I I can imagine if I was a uh, a worker, Lynette probably could be a handful at times, but that's not the point. No, it's the point of just treating somebody with dignity. I mean, the woman. Exactly. You know, I don't know how old she is, but she sounds like she's pretty old and pretty feeble, and she needed that help that day, and for that woman to do that to her just makes you want to just look at her and go. Oh, you can make it on your own. You made it before. It's like, well, no, she asked for help, lady. That's what you're there to do. I know. Go ahead. I'm I'm just saying you're saying I'll get off here. I'm just sure that Lynette's family wasn't too thrilled about it if they were to catch wind of that. Well, I hope we hear from her real soon, Tim. Thank you for inquiring. But, no, I did not do anything. I was so incensed last Saturday morning, if you were tuned in, when I heard about the treatment that she was getting at that particular care facility. And just just very, very troubled by it all. And I hope she's okay. God bless her. Love her. Dane and Chevois, what's on your mind? Well, let's let's all pray for Lynette and hope, hope Every she day. pulls through. I hope we hear from her soon. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about Cedar Point. I- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm a fan of Cedar Point on Facebook, and there's a lot of people asking when that park's going to open. When's it going to open? What's the timeline? And then one of the Cedar Point officials uh, chimed in and said it's going to take 10 weeks for Cedar Fair to open this park. And let me tell you something. If that park don't open this year, Sandusky, that's that's like the P&G of Cincinnati is Cedar Point for Sandusky. Yep. And it it is just going to it's going to be really tough on that area up there. A lot of city and, a lot of cities have been crushed under the weight of the reaction to this pandemic. I would say it's not the it's not the coronavirus that has killed our economy. It's the public officials reaction to it or overreaction as the case yeah. may be and is. So you're right. 
I, I hope they all come back, Dane. I wouldn't hold your breath. Ten weeks. Bars still aren't open in Kentucky, outdoor or otherwise. What did the governor say, July? Kiss my grits. 621, 700 WLW. Once there was a cow named Happy. She enjoyed chewing hay, mooing, and getting milk. One day, Happy heard the Scott Sloan Show. Scott was smart, informed, caring, and funny. But sadly, Happy wasn't an intellectual cow, so she went back to her chewing and mooing. I'm Scott Sloan. Join me as we have a little fun discussing the issues that affect us all. Unless you're a disinterested cow, Monday morning at 9 on 700 WLW. WLW. Okay. Six twenty-four, seven hundred WLW. Just sending off an email. By the way, to email Gary Jeff Walker at seven hundred WLW.com. This is an example of what is going on on nearly every college campus in America. And it's not new. It's been going on for a while. The story out of Breitbart sent to me by Rob. The student government advisor at Wilmington College, a person named Sigrid Sullivan, warned the school's student body president, a member of Turning Point USA, that his conservative social media post could put him in this little box, unquote, and cause others to cast judgment on him, as well as burden his fellow student government members with having to answer for his opinions. The whole idea of going to college, a chance to find out who you are and express your own individual opinion, and not fear for retribution for for, for expressing your opinion, especially he's not expressing anything that is radical or... Well, it's radical to socialists, but nothing that is radical or defamatory to any group of people. They may take offense to it, but that's the whole point of the First Amendment and freedom of speech, which we should be teaching in our colleges. But sadly, the only freedom of speech that exists on many college campuses is the one-sided view of the fascist left and not the right. The specific social media post that left to Solomon's comment and warning was an Instagram photo of Turning Point USA signage, buttons, and other activism materials with a caption that read, Thank you, Turning Point USA, for the activist package. I'm so thrilled to spread conservative ideas on a college campus. They don't want those ideas spread on a college campus. They've spent too many years and invested too much money in radicalizing the curriculums at these college campuses to have somebody who's an individual thinker or thinking along different lines than they are to mess it up now. This this misinformation could be damaging to the rest of the student body. Plus, it may make others cast judgment on you for your opinions. (gasps) That'd be horrific. It's an example of the wussification of America and the radicalization of college campuses that's been going on again for decades. 
and now it's cropped up its ugly head at Wilmington College. The student class president, student body president, is a man named Schroer. He's also the president of the school's Turning Point USA student group. April 28th, members of that student government voted that uh, to deny Turning Point USA group from receiving official recognition from the college. So when he later posted an Instagram expressing his desire to share conservative ideas on campus, the student was told by his social, that his social media post had upset the Student Government Association members and other students. See, they've already been indoctrinated. They've already been drinking the liberal Kool-Aid. Truly is sad. But it's happening. And Wilmington, this is just the latest example. It is, you want to talk about an epidemic. Epidemic of liberal socialist indoctrination. I don't know how many people it's killed, but it's infected millions of college students. Which, of course, allows it easier than when the government wants to overreach and assert total control and power. Yeah, nobody argues much. Nobody kicks. We've seen a lot of that lately. Even though we've seen some pushback. But among younger people, forget it. I don't care. Just let me do my gaming. I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes when I took his glass of champagne on that wonderful sunny wedding day. Blame it all on my roots I showed up in boots And ruined your black tie affair Let me tell you about a place where they have lots of black tie affairs Especially now as they are opening up in Ohio It's a place called Snapper's Saloon And while this weekend it's all outdoor enjoyment of Snapper's Next week, we kick open the doors. And with social distancing, you get to see all of your friends again. At 6.36, Gary Jeff, 700 WLW. Now we head east out of Cincinnati through Hamilton, Claremont, into Brown County, along the banks of the mighty Ohio River to... An undisclosed location this morning. Next week, definitely, Snappers will be wide open for breakfast at Jerry's. But we've got the gang here right now. Good morning. Good morning. Sounds like a good crew. So uh, finally had a a legitimately open steak night or Friday night dinner night. It was tenderloins, was it not? Yes, tenderloins, bone-in, pork chops. And, you know, it was like people hadn't seen each other for two months. But because many of them hadn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you could finally actually out out in the open. Now, how much did it rain, though? Snappers has this huge patio that overlooks the river. It's, it's really a great place to hang out, especially when the weather's nice. But how much rain did you get? Uh, an inch, but it really didn't come until much later in the evening. Most people had been finished up dining outdoors in the open, but... Uh, for the group that was here, they were able to get undercover and still stay, stay socially distant. So everything worked out real well. That's awesome. I'm glad to see that uh, back and running. I mean, everybody is looking for some, not the new normal. They're looking for normal or what as close to normal as you can possibly get. And you guys are providing that, and here's to you. Speaking uh, of normal, but Buzz is here, so he just ruined that. 
Yeah, when you talk about normal and buzz, I always go back to uh, to uh, Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein, and the Abbey Normal Brain. <laughs> hey, Mister Jones had a big smile on his face while making breakfast today. I bet he did. I bet he did. And he'd have a big smile on his face if he stays sober enough to see us if we do a drive-by later on today, the wife and I. Because I just got a lid adjustment yesterday, and Crystal goes, if we're going if we're going to Ripley, uh, we can't let Joan see you like this. So uh, so uh, we're, we're probably planning on a, at least a quick stop by this afternoon before, before the deluge hits. Anything else going on? Just ready to go and open again today and tomorrow. And uh, well, next that... next Thursday. Oh yeah, next Thursday it's on, baby. We're legal. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> All right. So I mean, our, now I I did I did have a question. Is the flower shop in Ripley allowed to reopen now? Wow, we don't go there. <laughs> well, I know there's no booze. Uh, we better not go there. <laughs> but I, I was just curious if it's an essential operation or not. My, not, not to anybody sitting right here around the phone. Right. My my guess is it's probably not an essential operation. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the Green Hornet has a weather report. Oh, Green Hornet, what's it looking like on the weather rock, dear? That weather rock is really damp, really wet. It's uh, dripping off of it. It's been, it's been raining all night long. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Down for about four o'clock. So, you've always you've always enjoyed it, uh, the weather rock, whether it's wet or dry, haven't you? That's exactly right. It's uh, it's just one of my things, you know. Just like these uh, murder bees that are coming, or hornets. That's uh-huh. my part of my family. It's on the bad side of you know the family tree. But anyway, well, we won't uh, even, we won't even talk about Saint Peter. Uh, <laughs> have a have a lovely day, you guys. Maybe we'll see you later. Okay. Bye. 20 minutes till the top of the hour. Saturday morning edition on 700 WLW. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 700 WLW, an iHeartRadio station. Howdy. Saturday morning, May 16, 2020. Coming up on 643 now, Eastern time, that is. And Gary Jeff with you. 513-749-7000, pound 700, pound 700 on AT&T is a free call. And some folks waiting, so we'll get to them right now. Jim and White Oak, good morning. Hi, Gary. Jeff, did, did my ears deceive me, or did you say that Bashir is not letting the bars and restaurants in Kentucky open until July? No, bars. Oh. Specifically bars. Well, and I think it's okay. because he... He, somebody listens to this program is close to him and knows I'm not a fan and I work at a bar, so I think it's just punitive. Only, <laughs> only directed at me. Okay. Well, we're, we're accepting a bunch of the population, us, is accepting a bunch of premises that are not true and we're being encouraged to by most of the big media. The one is that the edicts of these governors can, can possibly legally carry any penalty. Judge Napolitano and other constitutional scholars are writing that they're, these, they're not allowed to make edicts that are laws that carry penalties. So all the bars and restaurants everywhere should open up. Now, you know, in Wisconsin, the Supreme Court 
agreed with one of those constitutional here, here's, scholars. Here's, here's the issue. They will find a loophole around it and close a place and take away its liquor license for some other nefarious reason, Jim. That's what, well, okay, that's but, what they are but, doing in many cases. Yeah, but Bar- in Wisconsin, they've beat them, and they, everything's open because the Supreme Court ruled in their favor. So we need some of these bars. They're going to have to show some courage and risk something and, and join together and sue these governors. Well, that's, because- the, that's the thing. If we were as united in their front as the establishment is in united in preaching this false narrative, right. we, we wouldn't have all this going on. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You are correct. You are absolutely correct. And I hate to see the suffering of all the people who depend on their job, wherever, bars, restaurants, or businesses. It doesn't businesses. matter. It's not, it's not the government's job to decide what businesses are essential and what businesses are not, especially exactly. when it's such an arbitrary, random, uh, miss, and, miss and hit code. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And if every fifth person around me was dropping ill, I would voluntarily stay away from those places. So let's say that if your bar opened up, I could decide to go there or not to go there, you know, and you could decide whether to go into work, and he can decide whether he wants to close his bar three days from now. That's what should be ruling, not... Exactly. uh, Yeah, okay, good. We're on the same page. I've always been on the same page of that. Uh, Yeah. Even when I was believing a lot of the, quote, misinformation that have been uh, fed as official information by... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. None other than the WHO, the CDC, and more. Yeah, now, Gary, Jeff, I'm, I, I've never liked alcohol. I, I don't mind if others drink. If they like, I just don't like it. But Bashir may drive me to pick up drinking. He may drive me to that. Well, and, and you know, you live in Ohio, so if you get driven to it, uh, you can drive a a, a lot uh, shorter distance because <laughs> yours are open. Thank you. Oh, Mike. Good morning, Mike. What's going on? Morning. Morning. I think I was listening to you about the Ripley Flower Shop. I assume that was a personal joke that we don't know about. Uh, it, it Not necessarily. You can take it uh, any way you'd like to take it. Well, I, I work at a flower shop, and March 20th was my last day. But I'm going to assume that the funeral home still got their caskets raised through the virus part. Oh, oh and yes. We had, we opened uh, back up on May the 8th for Mother's Day. We had a great Mother's Day week. Congratulations. Weekend. And I'd just like to say good morning, everybody, and have a great day. Hey, you too, man. And, yeah, it was uh, strictly about the Ripley Flower Shop. It's kind of a inside joke that's not all that funny. So there you go. 
So $3 trillion more money that we don't have, we've got to borrow from somebody who we're going to borrow it from uh, China. That's a, that's, a great, that's a great idea. Nancy, the Democrats passing this uh, all along party lines, obviously, knowing full well. It's kind of like the impeachment thing with this particular phase four of the stimulus package that was passed on the Hill yesterday. Kind of like the impeachment thing. They know it's going nowhere in the Senate, but they've got to do their symbolic dance to try and buy more votes for the fall, which is all this was. When you consider that in this $3 trillion, it included $1,200 for illegal immigrants and also continue to open the floodgates for more illegal immigration in this country at a time when Americans really are going to need whatever jobs are available once the economy, if ever, opens up like it should, like it should have never been closed. So also parts of this 1,815 pages included money, among other things, to help lobbyists who write the legislation? So, well, you've got to have lobbyists because we write the legislation. Well, that's part of the damn problem in Washington and has been for quite a while that lobbyists are writing politicians, writing legislation and not the legislators themselves. Remember the famous Affordable Care Act, Obamacare? We've got to pass this thing so we can see what's in it, said the then and uh, current Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. So, also included in this 1,815-page atrocity was money for, uh, among other things, people who are wealthy in blue districts. They need relief. This wasn't about putting money in your hands. Oh, yeah, you're going to get some. I think Nancy Pelosi called the tax cuts that President Trump instituted, which really did help a lot of people I know, as crumbs, these aren't even crumbs. These are just tiny little morsels that have somehow found their way onto the, the kitchen floor, and they've taken in this bill uh, the, the, the broom and the dustpan and put it on your plate for you. So look what we're doing for you because we care so much about the pain you've endured because of what we caused. I've got, I've, I've got a new curse word, Austin. Would you like to hear a new curse word? It's FCC compliant. You don't sure. Have to, you don't have to dump me. Fauci off. Fauci you. Fauci everyone you know. David in California, good morning. Uh, yeah, how are you, Gary? I almost entirely disagree with you. Okay. You, you reached the 100% point. Okay. An epidemic, in order to beat an epidemic, mm-hmm. you can't be worrying about the money. Oh, you can't. Okay, okay. So you gotta you gotta just settle down, mm-hmm. read a good book, maybe read a good book, wipe things down, wash things off, wipe things down, slow and steady wins the epidemic. These jackasses out there hustling bucks are getting people killed. And you're jacking it for them. You're what, playing what? the game and you're getting I mean that last guy that called. He wants to invite people he wants to invite your mother over to die. Who, who wants to invite my mother over to die? Didn't that guy just say he opened for Mother's Day? Yeah, he, he was allowed to by law, David. 
even even isn't that creepy? Even though the tyrannical dictator uh, didn't, well, didn't, didn't let them didn't let them of an epidemic. The, we've had epidemics epidemic. before. We've never closed the country, David. It's stupid. It's mindless. You're part of the problem because you're going lockstep like a good little boy, being told what to do. We're being treated like domesticated animals by the people we elected to work for us, not the other way around. We're being treated like like the family dog or the family cat, been told when to go outside, when to come inside, where to pee, what to eat, when we get to eat. That's all this is. It's insanity. Yes, it's an epidemic, and yes, it's terrible. But you don't close the country down. Sweden never closed, and you know what? Same rate or less than the U.S., and Sweden never closed the country down, their country. So well, there's a lot less people and there's a lot less dense pop. Yeah, that's right. So in areas where there's a dense population or areas or, or groups of people who are more vulnerable to die, maybe are the ones that should be quarantined. People's, people who are sick should be quarantined, not people who are healthy. Mm. Gary and Hamilton, go ahead. Hey, Gary, Jeff. Good morning. Good, good morning. Hey, uh, that guy. I was just driving. I had to pull over. That guy from California just really hit my button. First of all, to him, I'm an adult. Screw your epidemic. There's an AIDS epidemic and a Ebola epidemic. This epidemic, that epidemic. We're still living. Pelosi does not make money, create money, create jobs. And you can stay home and shelter in place and starve your ass to death, as far as I'm concerned. And so be it. And I want to know who I can get in a lawyer pro bono to file a discrimination lawsuit against me. Because wearing masks, I can't lip read. Rip, you know, lip reads for people, so I can't communicate. So, good day. Good day to you, sir. No, I, I understand where David's coming from. I really do. The guy who called basically called me a jackass for wanting to to chase bucks. It's not about chasing bucks. It's about the concept of a free nation. It's a concept called that's not socialism. President Trump promised we'd never become a socialist country. That's exactly what we've become as a result of the reaction to coronavirus, not because of the virus itself, not because of the pandemic, the reaction and how they got so many people, Republicans and Democrats, on page to agree to this nonsense? I'll never know because, as you can plainly see, Republicans and Democrats are not on the same page now when it comes to almost anything. The fact that President Trump fell for this hook, hook line, and sinker tells me a little bit. It tells, number one, that this is an election year, and you don't want to seem tone deaf to a virus nobody knows anything about, other than it's a virus, a coronavirus that is also the basis for the common cold. I'm not saying that this particular one is the common cold either. That's not the point. The point is not how dangerous it is. The point is that people have the right to live their lives and do their business. I don't want anybody to die, anybody's mother Anybody's father, anybody's kid. If you're worried about it, yes, stay home. There's a lots of 
of really, really generous, loving people who are conservatives and don't believe in this nonsense who will be glad to bring you food if you if you are too afraid to come out. I'll be glad to volunteer. I'll, I'll wear my gloves and I'll make sure that no, nothing touches anything that's going to touch your lips or your body. And I will bring you food if that's what you're concerned and, and you don't want to come out of the house. But for the rest of us, let us live our lives, please. Bill in Cleves, hello. Oh, Bob, it's Batavia. Oh, Batavia. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Gary, Jeff, always good to hear you. I'm going to tell you something. You're dead spot on. What people don't realize is when they were when they when all these politicians were saying, "Oh my God, the numbers are rising," they were rising because there was more testing. The yeah. testing results came out. There was nothing ever different. I have an 85-year-old aunt in Indiana who has the coronavirus, has been in the hospital for a month. She got it in a nursing home of all places. Thank you. Shel- so- sheltering in place in a nursing home, staying inside. Yeah. Yeah, what a great plan. The other thing is, anytime you stick a microphone and a camera on a politician, they will never shut up. They're going to use that to their benefit, and here we are. No one has ever dealt with this before. We didn't do this during the swine flu, which was actually worse. And it's ridiculous. It, it is. It is. And, and I think the biggest thing was that nobody knew anything about this. It was totally new. The novel coronavirus. Breaking back, 700-WLW. Into another hour of the Saturday morning edition on 700-WLW. About eight minutes after the hour, actually. Let's get right to it, shall we? Yes, our friend Steve Schulte with some environmental stuff, and then your phone calls. It's getting better all the time. Good morning, Stephen. How are you? Good morning, Gary Jeff. Uh, Trying to be safe here in the bunker in White Oak. There There you go. All right. If you if you see me wearing a mask in public, call the police. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, this morning we're talk. I'm just gonna let people know that uh, uh, there's an interesting documentary out there that has been released, uh, "Planet of the Humans," by none other than Michael Moore. Okay. So obviously he's no friend of freedom and free markets and so on and so forth, but this documentary uh, talks about the absurdities and lies surrounding the renewables industry, such as wind, solar, when you, when you don't uh, worship uh, Mother Earth, the catastrophic warming, global warming uh, crowd, as well as all the crony crap lists out there just go nuts. Um, but just, but the truth actually is stronger. Um, one of the greatest crony crap lists, as I like to call, call him, is Warren Buffett. Yeah. A very wealthy man. Here's what he said about renewables. For example, on wind energy, we get a tax credit if we build a lot of wind farms. That's the only reason to build them. <laughs> they don't make sense without the tax credit. So. You know, as you, as your uh, as Daryl Bartz used to tell us, follow the money. A couple things in the film, and it is available on YouTube. I, I checked it out. All right, it's there. Uh, and one, uh, they get company uh, power company executives to uh, say, "Yep, a football size solar rake will only power about ten homes when the sun is shining." Huh. So 
A football, hold on, a football field size of solar panels will power 10 homes if the sun is shining? Sun is shining. And to power (laughs) the city of Lansing would require a solar array five miles by three miles. On another one, an organizer of a green concert is greeted by cheers and applause when he says the entire concert is powered by solar energy. Then the cameras go behind the backstage of this concert, and there's a little tiny solar array, not enough for a, even a toaster. But guess what is actually powering the, the, the concert? Hmm. Diesel-powered generators. <laughs> and last but not least in this, uh, uh, one of the scenes shows citizens oh, climbing a mountain, getting to the top of the mountaintop, and what do they see out there? The construction of 21 mega windmills that will drive nature off the uh, the mountain. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So this is what happens. Uh, you know, so my fault we don't like about Michael Moore, just like a broken clock once in a while, he's right. Sure. He's showing us what is driving the renewables uh in industry has nothing to do about power, has everything to do about money from you and I to fill these people's pockets. Well, and then he also exposes how much industry is funding people like the Sierra Club and whatnot. I guess these folks, you know, the old communist adage, you know, there's a lot of useful idiots out there. Uh-huh. And you've got to wonder, uh, you know, are, does industry think they're buying goodwill out there? I, I don't know, but th- I tell you who's not buying goodwill is Joe Biden, who said this week that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would be his climate strategist if he was elected president. That may have been the final nail in his coffin. God, I hope. Bill and Delhi, real quick, we got a break. What, what, what's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Gary, Jeff. Uh, I'm morning. just about this uh, liar. So one guy that called in before that was pretty irate about these stores uh, opening up. Yes. Uh, he's way off the mark. Um, this pandemic, I really wonder uh, how many people have actually died from the virus or how many people have died with the virus. I think that right. and that's, being... a, that's a great distinction. In fact, we found out in, in several cases that the bodies were tested again and uh, they were originally listed as COVID-19 deaths and there was no disease in them at all. But you're right. Underlying conditions usually... Uh, have as much to do with people dying of this pneumonia-like disease as anything else. And if I don't know if you were key at the top of the hour during Sandy Collins' newscast. She said in Ohio there are 27,000 confirmed and probable cases. There's a bunch of probable out there in these numbers that we need to keep in mind about. A break and back, 700 WLW. You have so many questions. So do we. Is it safe to get a haircut? Are we allowed to meet our friends for drinks? Do we have to wear masks everywhere? And do they really do anything? Maybe you're frustrated or worried or a little of both. We get it. That's why we're bringing you the reliable news and experts who can answer your questions. 
We all want a safe return to normalcy, and we're doing our best to help. 700-WLW. Excited, excited, going to make a trip today. Snapper Saloon and Ripley open outside. I'll dodge the raindrops. <laughs> Just a chance to do what I always should have been able to do, and you should have been able to do as an American citizen. If a place is open, you could go. Remember the good old days? Uh, let's go to uh, Scott, who's been waiting quite a while. Scott in Fairfield, what's on your mind? Well, I believe, Jeff, that this whole thing is a conspiracy thing that the Democrats have done, and they, they've they done a good job of trying to get Trump out once again. The man, I really believe if he is not the president, when it comes time to vote for another this next election, that our country will never, ever rebound from the mess we're in. And this has just been a fear thing. I've got health issues, and I referee sports, and I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not doing all these crazy things. These masks, they weren't designed to stay on your face for 8 to 10 hours a day. You no. do release carbon monoxide from your body. And carbon dioxide. Your, right. My fault. And, Unless you've got an internal engine, internal in, uh, combustible engine in your, inside your body, you won't release carbon monoxide. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Exactly. You're right. But uh, the, the big thing is they tried everything to get Trump out of there because – Basically, it's the swamp, and you got a few like Jim Jordan that are fighting hard. We got some good ones, but what the American people need to do is say, "Okay, we're not voting at all for any of you." That's not going to happen. But they have messed up the voting system. They they're trying their best to disturb to the point where Trump and they can do all their fake write-ins and all that. This is the first time since I've been 18 years old that I have never voted. For a prime for anything, really, first time, yes, and it was so. I mean, I have not stopped working through this whole thing. Yeah, I we have stayed busy. Uh, Good for you. Did I vote for Mike DeWine? Yes, I did, but I won't ever vote for him again. Because there you go. Thank you very much, Scott. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm just uh, wanting to squeeze in another phone call here before the break. Tom Davis Diaries on the way in a moment. Josh and Villa Hills, thank you for your patience. You're on the air. No problem. Gary, Jeff, I think you're exactly right on. I just, I listened to a guy named Scott Atlas. He's the head epidemiologist from Stanford University, so I think he's pretty smart. Uh, he, uh, this whole shelter in place, he says that's what's going to cause the surge in, in, in August and then in the fall. It's, it's herd immunity. you got to give out, get out, lead your life, take precautions. But this herd immunity, that's what kills a virus. He says that's what's always killed a virus. That's and and, and, and that's, that's where this virus is similar to every other virus. Herd Correct. immunity does kill it. And if it you've does. got the antibodies, you will be immune for it for at least a year or two. Correct. And every time it's passed on, he says, it gets your, it gets weaker and weaker uh-huh. until it dies out to where it can't live. Exactly. He says the shelter in place. It's causing this virus to stay stronger longer. I agree. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate that. Again, didn't mean to cut you off. Bob and Northside, real quickly. 
Yeah, did you hear Amy Atkins the other day, who I can't stand anymore, refer to the bars and restaurants as her little babies? Did you, did you hear that? No, I, I I tuned her out about three weeks ago. Yeah, and it, it, it's like we, we want them to open. The, there are little babies. And it's like, well, you beat them up for eight weeks, and now when they're trying to open, it, 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 it's like when you it's like when you beat your kid, and then the kid comes back, and then you can, okay, now you can only go out. Well, Bob, and Bob. muffins on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bob, Bob, that's the whole thing, and thanks for the phone call, is that government, and especially someone who's not even elected, appointed, but any member of government, are not our mommies and daddies. We're not babies. We're adults. Treat us that way, please. 700 WLW. Bill Cunningham for the Claremont and Butler County Veterans Service Commissions. The Claremont and Butler County Veterans Services offices are still here to serve you with phone appointments during this crisis. They're still providing free VA medical appointment transportation for veterans and have professionals that can assist you in obtaining all VA benefits. There's even financial assistance for emergency situations. All services are free for honorably discharged vets. In Claremont County, visit ClaremontVeterans.com. And in Butler County, visit bcvets.org. Thank you, sir. May I have another? So, hello to my friend JR from Harrison, John Ryder. It was his birthday yesterday, I believe. Also, my friend Bait Shop Paul celebrating a birthday. And to keepsake Kim and her husband Bruce, who happened by the front porch on Thursday evening, we had a belated birthday celebration for the both of them. Kim's birthday on the 13th, and Bruce Rice's birthday on May the 8th. We had German chocolate cake and Bloody Marys. <laughs> we split it up with, with some other stuff in between. <laughs> but it was a great time, and thank you. And a shout-out, hello to Mark at Bridgetown Finer Meats. They tune in, or he tunes in, every Saturday morning. It's great to have you along for the ride, Mark. And yes, in response to last week's Jimmy Awards, the inaugural awards for people named Jimmy who contribute to this program. Jim Kiefer, by the way, swept the awards last week. And so hopefully we'll be making room for more Jimmys in the coming year. But Mark has said that if we have the Jimmys and we're allowed to uh, to gather together, we don't have to do it just on the phone or via Skype, we can actually be together for the Jimmy Awards next year. He will provide the steak and the crab legs, which I am very, very excited about. Nothing gets me more excited than steak and crab legs, unless it's my wife and her legs, and that could get me a little excited from time to time. That's enough about me. 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T. Oh, uh, John Ryder, yesterday's birthday boy, also mentioned that we need two different categories of the deaths since we're so just mesmerized, hypnotized by death counts. Uh, COVID-related and politics-related. Time now for the Tom Davis Diaries. We like to call them the Diary of a Madman. Good morning, Madman. How are you? Good morning, Gary, Jeff. Uh, hey, this week we are desperate for freedom and haircuts. <laughs> but first, let's talk about Gail Henderson of North Carolina. Let's. She's a poor woman who was driving along Highway 54 and noticed something on her dash. That something turned out to be a four-foot black snake. 
Now, in a panic, she pulled over, and another woman came by who wasn't afraid of snakes and pulled it out of the car and threw it in the weeds. Gail gave that woman a cash reward. Nice going, Gail. Meanwhile, in Scotland, Steve Ritzka, tired of not being able to get a haircut, decided to take matters into his own hands, literally. He gave himself a haircut, but he did it with a butter knife. He also put it on video. <laughs> and the Patrick Jones was up on YouTube now, and quite a few people have seen it already. A woman in Louisville showed up to a hospital at 2.30 in the morning to give birth, but unfortunately for her, the doors were locked. Sarah Patrick and her husband David tried three different sets of doors before the baby's head started to poke out. The husband called 911, and the dispatcher talked him through the delivery. And finally, some so good news. Ever lose anything in the ocean, never to be seen again? Well, that's what Carter Hess thought was going to happen with his lost leg while surfing. Carter lost his actual leg when he stepped on an explosive in Afghanistan, but he had his prosthetic replacement slipped off in the surf. A couple days later, Carter saw his leg online. A 13-year-old kid was diving for treasures, and his dad then found it, posted it, and he was reunited with his leg. So, next week, caution. Older and effeminate males, those with low testosterone, are more likely to die from COVID-19. This is true. I'll see you then. So HGH now, damn it. Uh, Also, Pamela and Rising Sun, good morning, and thanks for listening. We got uh, Mark Epley, the Saturday morning legal brief coming up, and Jim LaBarber, the music professor, all just ahead after news on 700 WLW. The accident 7571 southbound. There is a semi laid down. And they're making you get off. You're going southbound. They're making you get off at Dixie Highway and then get back on. Uh, Northbound, there's a jackknife tractor trailer, as you may have heard. And all three lanes are blocked. I I just talked to a trucker, and he said that he is stuck going northbound. His GPS is telling him it's going to take at least 40 minutes to get to uh, downtown Cincinnati. And that's, you know, a matter of about two or three miles. So good luck with that. Now it's time for our Saturday morning legal brief from Epley Legal Group and the man himself, Mark Epley, joining us. Mark, good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic, good, Jeff. Good morning. How are you, sir? I am well, sir, and, and not in need of an attorney right now. But if I ever am, since you're licensed in both Kentucky and and Ohio, I will be calling you for certain. Uh, fantastic. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's always good to have a, a friend who's a lawyer. As, as long as he's on your side. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Uh, so this morning, EpleyLegalGroup.com, by the way, bringing you the update. What's the phone number again, Mark? Sure, it's 513-621-MARK, or 513-621-6275. Okay. Uh, you were going to talk about with so many people working at home, and since one of the things that Epley Legal Group does is workers' comp, how do you handle workers' comp if you're working from home? Sure, there's a, there's a few things to consider, and, and now there's a number of companies and organizations that are allowing for uh, remote remote working, and there are really a couple of things to consider. The first to consider is whether or not you are an independent contractor of the company, and even if they consider you to be an independent contractor, to really kind of review that policy to see if you may be an employee of the company. And then you also need to consider whether or not the – um, the company is, is using their workers' compensation laws through the state of Ohio, 
especially if you're looking into uh, a company that may have multiple jurisdictions or multiple locations throughout the country or the Midwest. And then the real tough question is whether or not when you work from home, whether or not you were actually, quote, unquote, injured on the job or whether or not you simply were injured at your house. And those are really difficult questions and a fine line distinction between whether workers' comp would apply to to you working from home or not. Yeah, if you were showering before you got to your desk, your laptop, to work from home and you slipped in the shower, that probably wouldn't be a valid workers' comp. Fire. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But what happens if, if you fall if you, down the good. Go, you were gonna say what happens what? What what happens if you fall down the stairs on your on your telecommute from your bedroom to your couch where you use a laptop, whether or not that's considered to be a workers comp issue. But yeah, it's a very it's a very gray line as far as what constitutes a a a, a person who is working from home, whether or not their claim is valid based upon where the injury took place and what they were doing at the time. What if you broke your finger hitting the T on your keyboard while writing a memo for work? Would that be a workers' comp case? Well, you know, you'd have to prove that you were doing some kind of report or some kind of business project that was authorized by the company itself and that you were not outside of the scope of the employment that you were doing. Interesting. Yeah. Mark, absolutely. Mark Epley, great stuff. Thank you, brother. If people want to get in touch, it's EpleyLegalGroup.com. That's E-P-P-L-E-Y LegalGroup.com or 513-621-MARK or 513-621-6275. Thank you, Mark. You have a great weekend. Thanks, sir. Have a great one. You bet. Jim LaBarber, the music professor, in for a visit next on the Saturday Morning Edition on 700 WLW. It's the tale of rock and roll in the mid-60s in California, as told to us by the mamas and the papas. John and Mitchie were getting kind of itchy just to leave the folk music behind. Saul and Denny working for a penny, trying to get a fish on the line. In a coffee house, the bastards sat. And after every number, they passed that. Quinn and McGuire's just a getting higher in L.A., you know where that's at. And no one's getting fat except Mama's cast. Time for the music professor, Jim LaBarber, talking mamas and papas this morning. One of the landmark groups, especially in California, in the mid and late 1960s, man, they're just hit makers. And I know you played a bunch of their records, Jimmy. How you doing this morning? Good, good. I got to tell you, Michelle Phillips told me, I asked her about Creek Elegance. She said, I can tell you everything in that song is absolutely true. Uh, they were hanging out in the village in New York City. Uh, Dunhill Records, the audition was set up by Barry McGuire, was just signed with them, and then he'd have a hit, Eve of Destruction. And they were all there. Uh, John was with a group called the New Journeyman, and the Help Act Three. Denny Doherty was in that group, and then Cass just kind of hung around with everybody. And she said to me, she said, "You know, we we took off because it was cold. We wanted to get out of New York. Matter of fact, uh, that's when John and uh, Michelle wrote the song uh, California Dreaming on a, a wintry day with snow coming down in New York. So they went to the Virgin Islands." And uh, they spent five months there. She said, so we spent five months rehearsing our music. And that really helped us. You know, we're hanging out. We had no plans. 
We didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't have a name of the group or anything. And they were singing on the beach. And she said, that's, that's where we really got our trade together. And I asked about the name, the Mamas and Papas. And Gary Jeff, they, they, apparently the ladies, they were sitting around in uh, the Virgin Islands. They're watching TV, and there's a special one about the Hells Angels. And um, one of the guys in the Hells Angels said, you know, they call, they call the girls we hang around with cheap. But we we don't call them chief. We just call them mamas. And she said, Cass and I jumped up in front of Denny and John and said, we are mamas. Now, we're mamas. So they became mamas, and they said, we don't care what you call yourselves, but we're, we're mamas. <laughs> like they were biker chicks, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, Michelle Phillips married to John Phillips. And by the way, John Phillips was not a nice person. John Phillips reputedly, in one of his drug-induced periods, of which there were many back in the 60s, uh, the leader of the band, but uh, the story goes that he gave Mick Jagger, who was a house guest, his 13-year-old daughter to sleep with, uh, Mackenzie Phillips. John Phillips was not a nice person, but he caught... Two of his bandmates, including his wife, having an affair, Michelle and uh, Denny, Denny Doherty, having an affair, and he made them pay by writing a song about it, said, I called her again last night, and made them sing it on stage to embarrass him. Do you know that story? Yeah, yeah. That Well, he, he later forgave Denny. Uh, he, he forgave Denny Doherty, but what, the real problem with the breakup that happened later was uh, Michelle was very indiscreet with a relationship she had with Gene Clark of the Birds. Okay. And John John didn't forgive her. That that was that was it. And John Gene Clark was a talented guy. You know, he was actually the first leader kind of the of the birds, eight miles high and all those songs. And then well, Jim McGrin took think, over. think about it, they kind of provided the template for Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks was passed around like she was a hookah pipe at some point oh. during Fleetwood Mac's <laughs> career together. Uh but, it was uh, a crazy, crazy time in rock and roll. But you know what they did? They did the Monterey Pop Festival. Right. Uh, and I'd asked Michelle about that. I said, well, what do you remember? Well, she and John and, and Lou Adler did that thing. And she said, well, what I remember most was our terrible, absolutely terrible performance that we put on. And she said, I, I think it was because we spent so much time working on the festival, we never rehearsed for the festival. But I said, what stood out at the festival? And she said, oh. Otis Redding. But, you know, that festival was really, and that became the template for future festivals. Because yeah. there at that festival, we saw for the first time on national stage uh, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, you know, the, the Who came over, uh, Ravi Shankar. Was well, Otis, Otis, Redding, Otis Redding died in a plane crash right after that festival, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about? After that, Buffalo Springfield was there, Jefferson Airplane. About everybody, uh, Jimmy McGuinn told me of the birds. He, I said, what, what do you remember? And he said, oh, he said, Otis Redding. And she, she told me twice when we talked, she said, I, I loved Otis Redding. I became a huge Otis Redding fan after that. And I was, then, well, I, I, I'm just kind of trying to wrap up here, Jim. I, I know that um, California Dream, when probably their most iconic song, only went to number four on the charts, but they only had number one number one, right? Yeah, the number one song was written by John. John Phillips wrote in about 20 minutes. Uh, it had that false ending with the pause right before the coda. Uh, it was a Grammy award-winning song, best pop vocal performance by a group. And uh, that song, Danny Doherty said, he sang lead on, he didn't like the song. 
the, the way they recorded it. Mama Cass and Michelle didn't care for it. John Phillips later, they said, well, what's it about? He said, I, I don't I have any idea at all what this song is about. But it became their only number one. It's about being number one. The music professor Jim LaBarbera and a little taste of the Mamas and the Papas only number one. Monday, Monday on 700 WLW. Brenneman and Jones on baseball next. To another hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, May 16, 2020. Gary Jeff Walker with you on 700 WLW. Science Mike standing by, but Chris in Westchester. Chris, I, I, I'm going to give you a minute, minute and a half, so make it good, brother. Just real quick, my friend. I know that everybody's all happy that restaurants are opening and all these places are opening up, but really go by and look around. It's funny because I went by one of these places where they had a whole bunch of restaurants in their parking lot. There was one open. The other 15 all had permanently closed signs on them, bankrupt, gone. So let's not get too happy about all this, people, because the damage has already been done, people. A lot of businesses are gone permanently that won't be coming back or something else. But the damage has been done. So this whole, oh, wow, we get to open, those are for the big chains or the people that could afford it. Remember, the big majority of this country is small business, and we've done a huge, huge, huge damage to this industry. I agree. So, so really, really take a look around when you when you decide to go to your favorite barbecue joint. Look at the places next door and across the street that have no lights on, have no businesses or no customers or, or no, no people and, in the parking lot. And, and That's enough, more important. And oddly enough, Chris, the big tech monopolies are doing just fine. Thank you. Oh yeah, I know, and that's odd, isn't it? That does seem a little bit odd. They don't seem essential to me. Uh, that's just me. Time now for a minute or two with our friend Science Mike and what we call a science minute, oddly enough. Yes, but as a known scientist, it's a bit surprising that the girl blinded me with something. Take as much time as you need, Mike. Don't don't feel constrained by that minute thing, okay? I like the title. Yeah. <clears throat> I started looking at an article last night for today's minute talk, Gary. I'm a little bit tired because... SpaceX put a simulator up that, that interfaces with the same NASA simulator that, that used, okay. is going to be used for the uh, SpaceX launch coming up May 27th. Yeah. So you can actually go online and search this SpaceX simulator to uh, dock the uh, SpaceX capsule into the ISS uh, space station. But 
I was never too good at I mean, I don't think that the crew's going to have, like, three makers in them, but I can never dock the damn thing. So I've spent <laughs> hours and hours. <laughs> so you were actually online trying to dock the yeah. SpaceX with the shuttle? Uh, with the, with the station? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's, it is fun. You can you can attempt it if you'd like, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got the uh, y'all pitch and roll and all the, all the controls. Have at it. <laughs> Good luck. Mike, had you been imbibing when you tried this? That's what I'm thinking. That the crew's going to do I don't think they're going to have a bottle on that ship, so I, don't, so I think they're going to do a better job. <laughs> no makers, no problem. No. All right, uh, sites. Real, yeah, okay, real quick. The uh, coronavirus effect. Uh, I got a lot of uh, callers this morning. There. Let me give you a little more, another topic. Uh, after the 12-week period of uh, disruption here, research out of Birmingham, uh, University of Birmingham in England, they estimated that uh, 73% of all uh, planned surgeries uh, during this period are, will be will, will canceled uh, through this. Yeah. 28.4 million uh, uh, planned surgeries during this 12-week period around the whole the whole world. They they estimated they, they talked to 359 hospitals in 71 countries that were canceled during 12 weeks. 6.3 million orthopedic surgeries, and they estimated almost two and a half million uh, planned cancer surgeries were. were yeah, uh, I don't call a cancer so. surgery an elective surgery. No, I like. don't either. And they got to catch up with them. So now they got this. Now you're going to have. You know, you got to catch up to these surgeries. So you just got people working extra. I, I don't know. I just uh, the, the well, and, and and some hospital groups and physicians have either gone out of the business or just fired the entire group, basically because there was no business coming in. Just like so many other segments of our society, and there's not people around to do all the surgeries now. Right. I mean that's that's the that's the trouble spot. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate the phone call. Talk to my friend Peter Bronson up next on the what may be the last uh, anniversary memorial, however you want to phrase it. You don't really celebrate this. The last memorial to the Beverly Hills Supper Club fire, which is fastly approaching on May 28th, 43 years hence. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They have sold the site. And uh, I don't know how you'd feel about that, especially if one of your family members was involved in that horrific night that claimed 165 lives and injured uh, more than 200 others. Fiery blaze. Anyway, Peter Bronson on that uh, that one last reunion in just minutes on 700 WLW. I did not live here when this occurred, but as soon as I moved to northern Kentucky... From across the river in Ohio in 2000, I started hearing about the Beverly Hills Supper Club fire. May 28, 1977, Memorial Day weekend, Southgate, Kentucky, a place where I live now. In fact, not even a half a mile from where I live. Used to rest on the hillside on 27, right now where the 471 interchange is. Uh, one of the most swank 
and just incredibly cool supper club dinner theater. And it had great Hollywood and Las Vegas and New York and Nashville entertainment uh, on a regular basis and thousands thronged to the Beverly Hills Supper Club. On that particular night, a fire broke out. And to this day, almost 43 years later, there is great and disparate uh, beliefs about what caused that fire. Was it arson? Was it simply an electrical fire? Was it a perfect storm of bad decisions by the owners and exit ramps and the like? The third deadliest nightclub fire in U.S. history. 165 people lost their lives and more than 200 injured in the blaze. To talk about that and to talk about this, what may be the last reunion of survivors and survivor families, maybe even first responders who were there. I knew somebody who was uh, on the volunteer fire department, volunteer on the fire department in, in Fort Thomas, and he was one of the first people to, re- to respond. And to the day he died, when he told this story, his name was uh, was Dick Vale. He would a tear would come into his eyes just recalling the horror that he happened onto trying to help people and save lives. Joining us to talk about that and some other people and some uh, literature that is coming out. There's been a lot of books written about this, but uh, there is another one on the way. Uh, a guy who knows books and he knows literature and he knows. Uh, a whole lot about a lot of things. That's why I love having him on anytime I can get him. Peter Bronson joins us. Good morning, Pete. Hey, glad to be here with you, Gary. Jeff, how you doing this morning? I'm fantastic. I, I just uh, I think about it. The the Beverly Hills Supper Club fire. I think about it because I'm only really a, a hop, skip, and a jump away from where that occurred, where I currently reside. And again, I didn't live here then, but as soon as I moved to Northern Kentucky. In 2000, I started hearing about this from various people. I mean, just people on the streets. And oh man, you should have, you should have. Uh, you know, my my parents should have seen it. You should have yeah, seen it. They all say that you should have seen it. You should have seen it. Uh, my parents were there. I was worried about them. They made it home safely. Yeah. And I've, I've heard from other people who weren't so lucky with the people that they knew that were there that night. You know, you can bring that up just about any crowd around the Cincinnati region. The chances are pretty high, like around 70%, that somebody will have a story about somebody in their neighborhood or a family member who was either there or had been there shortly before or they had been there for dinner. And it's just uh, such a, a fascinating and tragic tale about our local history. And I think those like you and I who didn't grow up here and didn't, Right. We're here when it happened. It's even more fascinating because it's all undiscovered. It's not, we don't come to it with any preconceived ideas. Well, the place had been uh, a mobbed up venue. Uh, oh, yeah. For, in fact, Dean Martin was a blackjack dealer. Yes. At the Beverly Hills he, he Supper Club. He was a dealer there. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, the mob supposedly relinquished it to new ownership. It reopened. In what, like 1970 or 71, under the 70 shillings. and 71, there was a fire there in 70, just as it was being remodeled. Yeah, uh, and the the FBI files that I obtained through the Freedom of Information Act showed that uh, that the wiretaps that they were doing on the mobsters, especially uh, Mo Dallas, who was leader of the Cleveland Four before he became Mister Philanthropy in Las Vegas and started the uh, the Desert Inn. 
that they claimed that they had gotten rid of it and had no affiliation with the Beverly Hills uh, Country Club, as it was known at that time. But as late as uh, just a couple of years before it was sold to the Shillings, who owned it when it burned, it had been transferred to another group by the mob's own attorney, the guy, their money counter, and the names on it were still, the paperwork was still all mobbed up guys affiliated with Mo Dallas. And they were talking at the time of the overhead and maintenance costs for that closed club and complaining about it. So they were getting ready to sell it. So they lied about it, but they still had control of that thing right up until almost the time the shillings got it. Well, it's amazing how much mob influence existed in northern Kentucky in general. In the, oh, the 1930s, 40s, 50s, even into the 60s, from Newport to, uh, well, Fort Wright. Wasn't it Fort Wright that had the Lookout House, which was also yes. another one of the mob venues? It was. It was um, started by Jimmy Brink, who was uh, an originally affiliate with uh, George Remus and his gang. Which also burned and, down in a mysterious way. also burned down right before the Beverly Hills Supper Club burned down. And it, that was considered, that was... Definitely, no doubt, arson. They they found accelerant in that fire, um, and it was a spectacular fire. Before, I mean, you if you looked at how many places burned down in northern Kentucky, your eyes would pop. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and again, with all the the mob influence from both, uh, usually Cleveland. I think Cleveland was yes. the, was the tentacle that reached down and and made uh, northern Kentucky, Newport, and these other places. Uh, uh, part so of did their, you ever watch Boardwalk own. Empire? I never saw Boardwalk Empire. Is it well, great? There's a scene in that where they have this big mob conference to divide up the territories because the gang law, the uh, gang wars in Chicago were getting so bloody and out of control. And that's in 1926 when they said that northern all of Kentucky and the Midwest would basically be given to the Cleveland mob. Okay. And uh, that's when Cleveland, at that time, they still had Dutch Schultz was running Coney Island in Cincinnati from the New York mobs with Meyer Lansky and others. And they had a bunch of New York mobsters here like uh, Sleepout Louis Levinson and his brothers. So there was a kind of a, there was a kind of a mix of mob control and they had a kind of a, a truce going. So when the big bosses were in control, they kind of did keep things relatively quiet because that's, that was good for business. Oh sure. I mean, you know, murder and mayhem. After a while, that'll that'll put a stop to uh, any good commerce that you can possibly do. You yeah, know, with gambling, prostitution, and arson. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you have uh, lined me up, and and I'm trying to work on this for the nightcap this week, as we lead up to what will be the now. Now, why do you think this will be the last reunion? Because the site has been sold, and they're going to build upon it. Yeah, they've sold it to a developer's group for, for $65 million. There's a big site up there. Um, it's uh, one of the last big undeveloped sites inside the Beltway in Cincinnati. So, I mean, it's really a prime piece of property, and it's been eyed for development for many, <clears throat> many moons. But now they finally, the Southgate uh, city officials are going ahead and approving it, and they're going to put in uh, – Assisted living and all kinds of housing and even a, a park and a memorial for the people who died there. Well, at least there's going to be a memorial there. I, I almost think it's, uh, it's. I know it's been 43 years, but still, that it touches a nerve that runs so deep from people who have lived here all this time and new people who perished in the fire. 
it's it's almost there's a piece of me that says I don't know I don't feel right about them building on this site maybe ever I don't know I, I get you clear and and I've walked to the top of that hill it's really eerie because there are still plates and shoes and pieces of furniture and parts of the building that are still being heaved up by frost and uh, the, just the natural erosion on that hilltop and you can just see this is this is a really tragic terrible site and i it kind of creeps me out to be building on that but yeah on the other hand if that one of the things that i've spoken with the uh, survivors um one of them is david brock he's organizing this reunion which he says might be the last one where they can actually walk up to the hilltop yeah by permission of the mayor and uh, revisit where their friends died so he says he's excited because he's been contacted by the developers and he's hoping to negotiate a chance to have them, when they excavate, if they uncover, and they should, the zebra room where the fire began, uh, nobody's been down there since about two days after the fire. Right, right. Peter Bronson, the, yeah. thank, thanks to your help and connections that you're making for me, we're going to be doing some things on the nightcap this week, including maybe having Wayne Emmert, who was a hero and helped save so many lives, and David Brock, who was a busboy at the time. And they've got some strong opinions about Oh, yeah, what... fantastic. And let me just say hi to Donna. She's a, a friend of my wife, and she said she'd be listening to you this morning. All right, fantastic. Peter Bronson is always a great conversation with that dude. He's so good. And uh, listen to the nightcap this week for more on the separate uh, Beverly Hills Supper Club fire and what may be the last reunion of survivors. iHeartRadio, honoring the class of 2020 with an all-star commencement speaker lineup. From Bill and Melinda Gates to Eli Manning, Tom Brokaw to Apple's Tim Cook. Hear them all right here tomorrow night. And check out the full podcast on our free iHeartRadio app. For this historic graduation, T-Mobile is supporting iHeartRadio's commencement podcast and created the Toss Your Cap Challenge on TikTok with DJ Khaled. For every Toss Your Cap video, T-Mobile will donate $5 to the nonprofit Jobs for America's graduates, up to $200,000. Check out iHeartRadio's commencement at Toss Your Caps with T-Mobile. Mobile. You're good morning, kids. Time for gifts from Wally. Time for a pit stop. Trucker comes to a truck stop cafe, sits down the counter, places the order. Tells the waitress, I want three flat tires, a pair of headlights, and a pair of running boards. This lady's brand new. Doesn't understand the lingo. She didn't want to look stupid, so she goes to the kitchen and talks to the cook. He said, yeah, this guy out there. Just ordered three flat tires, a pair of headlights, and a pair of running boards. What does he think this place is, an auto parts store? He goes, no. Three flat tires means three pancakes. A pair of headlights is two eggs, sunny side up. And running boards are two strips of uh, crisp bacon. Oh, okay. She thought about this for a minute, spooned up a bowl of beans, and brought it out to the trucker. And he asked, what are the beans for, Blondie? Well, I thought you were waiting for the flat tires, headlights, and running boards. You might as well gas up. 700 WLW Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. 700 WLW, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning. 20 minutes till the top of the hour. A few minutes with our friend Mo Egger. We usually discuss sports, and when there's something to discuss... Sports-wise, we will, and, and we'll attempt it this time. And when there's nothing sports to discuss, we've we got plenty of things we can talk about. Because he is a well-versed professional adult. Hey, Mo. Got you fooled. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. 
believe me. Um, so I, I saw this interesting article on Yahoo Sports this morning about what Major League Baseball looked like during the 1918 Spanish flu, which mm-hmm. ki- which killed a lot more people than yeah. uh, what we're going to see out of COVID or what, certainly what we've seen so far. Um, the first case of the flu appeared in the United States in March 1918, but the season began in schedule uh, April 16th and completed most of the season. It, it did cut one month at the end of the season and ended with Game 6 of the World Series September 11th, which the uh, Boston Red Sox won against the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was played at Brace Field over Fenway Park. Uh, due, due to the larger setting and attendance, uh, attendance lower than usual. But they did play pretty much a full schedule. Now, even some players and umpires did wear flu masks while while the games were being played. So how did they get by with that in 1918? Well, teams were traveling there, uh, via locomotive. We didn't have baseball west of trying to think of 1918 where the most eastern team would have been, but we, we didn't have teams in With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. California, Seattle. Texas, Arizona, Colorado. So there weren't long trips where people were enclosed together in tight spaces, is what you're saying? Uh, correct, yeah. Oh, but the, 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 the passenger trains of 1918 weren't exactly spacious, but, but okay. No, no, I mean, you know, it's how they did it. That's that's how they did it. They, sure. Uh, I'm sure they proceeded with, you know, and I, I didn't read the piece you're referencing. I'm, I'm sure they proceeded with certain degrees of caution that might not have applied the previous year or in, or in subsequent seasons, but um, I'm sure caution was taken. Um, they they also didn't have at their disposal perhaps the, the, the wealth of information about what they were dealing with and how to prevent it as they do now. So I, I think what you see baseball do is certainly going to reflect that. But I think the bigger issue for baseball is the, the, the labor unrest between the, the players and, and owners perhaps yeah. getting in the way of us having a season at all. Frankly, I think that's Maybe not as much of an obstacle as COVID nineteen, but it's it's certainly it's certainly right now it seems to be problematic and frankly predictably so. Yeah, it's it's always comes whenever somebody says it's not about money, it's always about money. Uh, Germany is kicking off their soccer season to be the first major league sport to actually get started. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, I have, yeah. Um, and they're going to do so with, I think, the same abundance of caution that you see applied to, you know, whatever the sports that we have are here. Um, I, 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 to a degree, I, I kind of feel like I feel like every sports league in this country is kind of looking at the others, waiting for someone else to jump first. And I feel like, uh, from a sports standpoint in this country, we're kind of looking elsewhere to see if somebody else will jump first and how is it going to go. Um, so, yeah, they're going to try it. Hopefully it works. Uh, again, what I've read about that would suggest that there's going to be an abundance of uh, caution taken and different protocols. Um, yeah. 
We'll see. Well, you know, it, it, and honestly, that's as boring as it is. That's that's the answer to all this stuff. I don't know how any of this is going to work. I don't know how college football is going to work. I don't know how the NFL is going to work. And and nobody does. I think anybody who's speaking with any amount of, of certainty as to how sports are going to come back and how the logistics are going to play out, I, I think they're lying. I don't think anybody knows. And and that's frankly intriguing. I, I think that well, to me, scary. to me, and you're right. The thing that's the most unsettling thing is not the virus itself. They they talked about flattening the curve, which we basically have done in the in this country uh, for most of the country. We mm-hmm. flattened the curve, and it's the cases are going down now, and, and all that. But what I thought was more unsettling than the curve of the virus itself was the learning curve that everyone was on, including the so-called experts. No, well, I mean, I mean, the respect to Tony Fauci has uh, has reversed himself on more than about 10 occasions so far in the last two, three months. So, I, I think that the scariest thing about this entire thing has been how people are only willing to listen to the experts that support their worldview. Yeah. Well, maybe so. Uh, I don't think maybe. <laughs> I read and hear a lot. I, I think definitely. I, I don't... I think that to me has been the, the scariest thing about all this is we, we, we are willing to listen to people who have MD at the end of their, their name as long as they support our, our specific worldview. And um, to me, that's not how it's supposed to work. Well, I, I was listening to people at the beginning of this who didn't necessarily support my worldview, and I was frightened to death. And as I've learned more and as time has gone along, I'm not frightened. Uh, I was never frightened to death. I, I, well, I was, a lot of people are, Mo, and that's part of the problem. Well, you know, that's that's you know, the, the thing you can do uh, is be as well informed as possible. I've tried to do that. I've tried to listen to uh, different experts, and yeah. some have more dire uh, outlooks than others. Yeah. Um, you know, but. I, I, I tend to defer to people who study these things professionally, and and you know what? It's got me it's got me pretty damn healthy so far, so it's worked. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there's there's golf this weekend, a celebrity skins game tomorrow. I'm going to be golfing about five minutes after I hang up the phone. <laughs> well, I won't keep you then. Uh, what's on the blog, Mo? Uh, let's see. We have uh, George Foster joined us to talk about the 1976 World Series, which obviously has been airing on TV this week. And uh, we also had somebody do a really deep dive into precisely how strong Joe Burrow's arm is because one of the criticisms of him leading up to the draft was that he didn't have the world's strongest throwing arm, and everybody says that. Somebody actually studied it, and we chatted with him, and it's on the blog. All right. Well, and here's here's my question. How the hell are you playing golf? I mean, where are you playing? It's got to be you got to have mud flaps on your shorts or on your shoes to go out and play this morning. Uh, it's a little wet. That legendary run back oh, to nice. uh, tee it off here at 9 a.m. and it's going to be a delightful morning. Enjoy your day, Mo. Thank you very All much. All right, man. Thanks. You bet. Jim in Sycamore Township. Thank you for your patience. What's on your mind, Jim? Yeah, here, yes. I just wanted to uh Mentioned that today is U.S. Armed Forces Day, Excellent. and uh, it's been so designated over 70 years now, but uh, I'm sure very few people know about it. I would encourage people to fly flags if they have one and to ask themselves if they don't have one, why not? It's not a partisan issue. It's an appreciation for those who serve and protect us here and around the world. Okay. Armed, Armed Forces Day. Yeah, there aren't that many that are designated as fly the flag, but um, very few people do it anymore. 
Well, May is one of those months with with Memorial Day and and everything else. We have uh, we have several big anniversary and birthday dates that that relate to our armed forces, and then. Uh, in the middle of June, June 14th is Flag Day, so another reason to raise the red, white, and blue, yeah, the stars uh, and Not stripes. many people fly on any of those days, but because um, we're so divided, you know, everything is, is partisan. This, this, is, this isn't a partisan issue any more than it is if, you know, one health care worker is Republican or Democrat. Uh, you know, this, this is uh, an appreciation for those uh, men and women who serve us around the world and protect us. And today, you know, in today's military, uh, no matter what branch you're in, all these are people who have volunteered to serve our country. Yeah, they volunteer, but uh, they also take risks that it's just like police officers. I know, that's what I, I, to me, it emphasizes even more their bravery and importance. They volunteered to possibly put themselves in harm way. The government didn't tap them on the shoulder and tell you, you've got to do this. And that doesn't take away from anybody who got conscripted and followed exactly. the law and went into the uh, the army when they were drafted. But what I'm saying is, these this is an all volunteer force, and yep. these people could be doing anything else with their life. But uh, you know, and and obviously they have benefits from being in the middle, whether it's paying for college or or finding a a job or maybe learning a little bit about life and growing up. But all the same. They did this on their own of their own volition. So, right. God bless. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the time too, Jim. And with that, we'll talk to Mike Allen up next, who may or may not have brought donuts. I'm going to find out, and then we'll. We'll be back with the uh, counselor next on 700 WLW. Hi, it's Mike McConnell here. When it comes to gardening, we all want to get the best results for our efforts, right? Well, this is why you need to start using lawn and garden products from Fertilome. A great example of this is high-yield ornamental weed preventer. This is a granular pre-emergent weed control that you should be using to keep weeds from growing in your landscape. High-yield ornamental weed preventer forms a barrier that keeps weed seeds from growing for four full months. When you use this product, you no longer have to get on your hands and knees to pull the weeds. Then you have plenty more time for things you enjoy doing in your garden. Fertilome has a full line of products to keep your landscape and gardens looking their best. Now, many of you haven't heard of Fertilome because they're not sold in big box retailers. No, Fertilome is only sold at independently owned garden retailers. It's a great partnership, too, since these stores are most likely to have the well-trained employees to answer any question you might have. Remember, Fertilome products are only available at independent garden retailers. Find one near you at Fertilome.com. ULW. 62 degrees, overcast. Mike Allen, Saturday midday, coming up just after the news at 9 o'clock. Interesting. I've heard this on the newscasts all morning long, and I'm I'm not knocking on, on Sandy or anybody else or ABC, but... Did President Trump fire Scott uh, Steve Linick oh, illegally? No. Uh, number one, the president, if you serve at the president's pleasure, you can fire anyone at any time for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's not a civil service job. <laughs> no. I mean, you know. It's an, it's an appointment. He was an Obama appointee who was actively involved in the impeachment of President Trump. Why do you think, he, why has he lasted this long I don't in know. his post? Anything to gig Donald Trump, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Is he the guy that was the alleged new whistleblower that you're talking about? I'm not sure. His yeah. name's, name's Steve Linick or Scott Linick. I'm not sure. 
Yeah. Let me look here. Let me get the names right. They always ah, say, get okay. the names right. Um, it is Steve Linick, and he had a job at the uh, a, a senior department official says Trump removed Steve Linick from his job Friday, but gave no reason for his removal. <laughs> he doesn't have to. No, he, he already had plenty of reasons. But he, he was saying that he fired him because he was investigating Mike Pompeo, and he was again part of the impeachment probe. Yes, and, he and was. Pompeo requested that he be fired. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's the president's purview to do it. Sure, it is. If he doesn't like the colored tie someone's wearing in the morning, just apparently, uh, like President Obama thought it was with his in his purview for his administration and intelligence agencies to spy on American citizens with no cause. Oh, are you referring to Obamagate? Yes. Okay, good. Let's see if the mainstream media runs with that one. No, I haven't heard a word about yeah, it right, uh, from ABC News or anybody here. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to Mo about uh, the 1918 Major League Baseball season, which, yeah. of course, is in the middle of the Spanish flu. They cut it like a month short in 1918 that summer. And uh, there's a book written by J- Johnny Smith, who was a sports history professor at Georgia Tech, author of War Fever, Boston Baseball in America in the Shadow of the Great War. And there's a passage here. He says, and it's during this period when the Red Sox and Cubs are playing the World Series that these social gatherings, three games at Fenway Park, a draft registration drive, a Liberty Loan Parade, all those events and the regular interactions that people had on streetcars and in saloons and so on helped spread the virus. And Boston becomes uh, really the epicenter of the outbreak in September 1918, which is true. They also had the... Uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade in Boston right. uh, that year. They did not have one in St. Louis. Right. And the difference between the two cities, you know, as far as mass gatherings go, I can understand you would you would be cautious right. in that. As far as, uh, you know, governors dictating what's an essential and what's a non-essential business, they've gone way overboard. It's about enough, and I think people are just getting fed up with all of it. Yes, you're right, mass gatherings. I don't know if you see MLB, I think, is getting close to playing ball again, if they can get the players to go along. Yeah, but right. I read some of the things, the gyrations that they're going to have to go through to keep everybody safe. So, I mean, you can do it. Well, as most said, right now, if we have a Major League Baseball season in 2020 or not, uh really depends on the Players Association. Exactly. And it's, it's all court. about money. Uh, as always. It's not about safety. It's about money. As always. As always. Uh, it, he, uh, this article in Yahoo Sports is pretty interesting. Uh, it talks about the 1918 college football season. Also forged ahead and says change the game for the next century to come. Football season of 1918 was one of the most peculiar in the whole history of the game, and yet it will stand as epic-making uh, in the progress of the sport, according to Spalding's official football guide. Interesting. There were about 18 college teams that did not play college football. They Their own decision. Right. But they made the decision, we're not going to play in the middle of, of a pandemic. So, Interesting. Uh, what's on the show today, Mike? Well, I'm going to be talking mainly about one of the biggest travesties of justice that I have ever seen. I am prone to exaggeration sometimes, but not no. this. It's Judge Emmett Sullivan refusing to dismiss the charges, dismiss the case against General Flynn. Since the Justice Department says they're not going to prosecute. You know what? When the prosecutor doesn't want to prosecute... 
that's it. It's over. You know and, this. You know this as well as anybody, exactly. as a prosecutor and as a criminal defense exactly. attorney. Exactly. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I've talked to a number of attorneys here this week, prosecutors, defense lawyers. They've never seen anything like it. It's just incredible. Mike Allen, Saturday Midday, up next with that. And uh, after the show, show possibly in Ripley today at Snappers Outside. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.